Hello and welcome everybody. Charlie Transmutation could not make it for the PSA announcements, so I thought I'd bring my own. Uh, it is always a great idea to look both ways before- What the fuck is this shit? Oh man. Hey! Hey! This is bullshit! I was promised 30 fucking seconds of time on the fucking air for PS- Well, welcome to episode two of the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. I am the Almighty Crit, Aaron. And for those of you just tuning in, we're going to go ahead and introduce our players again, starting with Marky Mark. Uh, and a Funky Bunch. Daniel. And Funky Bunch. <laughs> now, my name is Mark. I'm playing the character known as Gaston Valjean, the Iron Chef. Woo! What's an interesting fact about you, though? Because you have to do that. Um... <laughs> Interesting fact is I'm not interesting. <laughs> mm, that's um no. We I'm gonna need something. Like I'm gonna what? Need, I don't know. It's an interesting fact. I know how to drive a five speed. Is that interesting? Only like I mean, seven percent of Americans know how to do that, so I'm a rare breed. <laughs> you can say that again. Anyway, Daniel. <laughs> I am Daniel and I'm playing Tariff, the rogue mouseling character. Interesting fact about me, well, it's more about my animals. I have two cats, one named Storm and one named Siren, after X-Men characters. All right, so that brings us to Michelle. I'm Michelle. I play Blixenix, a.k.a. Blix. I play a gremlin. And the fun fact about me is I have the niece to Storm and the brother Merlin to Siren. That is like a ton of characters all at once. My brain just, <laughs> I don't even want to say that. Uh, <clears throat> Ariel? <laughs> My name's Ariel. I play Osman, the warlock. And an interesting fact about myself is you haven't had an interesting fact about yourself, DM. <laughs> oh, you just now noticed that? Yep. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, oh gosh. Uh, thanks for putting me on the spot like this. You're um, welcome. interesting fact about me. Uh, I, uh, assassinate bugs for a living. That's harsh. That's the truth though. Rude. Mark can tell you. <laughs> I've been working there longer though, so I'm better at it. <laughs> all right. So with all our introductions out of the way, we are going to dive back into the wonderful world of Alteris where we last left off. Uh, you guys had just had your, well, shall we say, interaction with a mysterious dark hooded stranger, and he offered you basically anything you could ever wish for in exchange for taking a tiny box to the northern, northern empire. Um, you guys accepted, and... Some more willing than others, guest on. Uh, but that is where we're at. You guys are in the cave, and we'll dive right back in. So uh, we have to take this mysterious box to some king in the north. Uh, who is that person anyway? You uh, elf person over there. None of your business. Well, I think if we're going to work for him, then we have to kind of know who he is and 
who you are as well. You don't need to know any of that. Okay. So <laughs> you want us to just take mysterious box to some mysterious place uh, for some mysterious person traveling with another mysterious re- person and their trash panda. <laughs> Trash panda. <laughs> oh my god. Oh fuck. <clears throat> Does anybody else see the flaw in logic here? Anybody? Anybody? I wasn't the one that offered you the job. Was but I? The, no. That person. Do the job, you get your reward. End of story. That person seems to know you pretty well, so I'm assuming your uh, secretary, assistant. Secretary. No. I'm not. Then what is your relationship to Fart Cloud? (laughs) You don't need to know that. It's none of your business. Right. Get your stuff together. We need to go now. Okay. But uh, answer the question why. No. Tiny creature. Come on. Uh, I'm a gremlin. Gesundheit. Let's go. Again, rude. Again, he said, rude, "Tiny creature, get rude. your stuff together." I don't even like you. Makes two of us, huh? Wee wee. Do you have a cart or anything? Anything at all? Yeah, I could whip something up. Oh, I know. I'm gonna go around and pull around the cart. It is a roof made of old uh, chest plates I've hammered flat. Uh, the cart's body is all kinds of old armor hammered flat, and uh, the wheels are old round shields. I want you to roll me a check for this to see how sturdy this thing is. I don't even know what... Oh, you said a cart. Uh, you didn't say anything sturdy. You um, just said a cart. <laughs> let's see. Uh, roll me a performance, I guess. Profession, maybe? Mm, I- no, that's persuasion. <laughs> Is there no profession? There's no profession in 5e. Oh. Uh, hmm. 13. Okay. All right. So the cart's... It's sturdy <laughs> enough. Um, But as you guys start loading things into it, like your food and things, you hear quite a few creaks and groans from the cart. Like, it might not support a whole lot of weight. Are you entirely sure this thing is uh, 100% safe to travel in? You don't have to go. I think you're going to be too big to fit on this anyways. Darn. You'll have to walk. (laughs) Right. Well, adventure over. (laughs) (laughs) How the hell did you get here, too? He could pull the cart. Well, that's a funny story. Because I was mouse napped. <laughs> mouse napped. Who, who the hell would want to mouse snap you? Well, apparently I'm very well needed. For what? Whoever needs mouses. Clearly they don't probably need you him. if they dropped you on the floor and took off. Oh, they dropped me on the floor. Isn't the plural form of mouse mice, not I mouses? I say it's whatever it is. Right. <laughs> they were probably going to eat you. And I would eat them first. Yeah, that was working out really well for you, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought you only ate cheese. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I don't think mice like cheese very much. Peanut butter they love, but cheese not so much. They have peanut butter back then? <laughs> I say they do. 
There are dragons and dead people walking around magically. But no peanut butter. I think peanut butter can exist in a magical world. We've got dragons. we got zombies. But Reese's no. Pieces, Buttercups, They no. draw the line at peanut butter. <laughs> they draw the I can accept that there are dragons. I can accept that there are magical things with multiple eyeballs that can kill you with a stare. But peanut butter is out of the question. No peanut butter in this world whatsoever. This is where we draw a line on fantasy. Moving on. Uh, so you guys finished loading this cart up. and Well, I need to head back to town. We don't have time for that. Well, while you're busy loading stuff up, I can go back to town. Bye. I, I need to get uh, more food because these kobolds have seemed to absolutely destroyed my stock. So. Um, yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? Yes. I'm taking something of yours to sell because no. the kobolds are your fault. No. How are they my fault? They were digging through your junk, which led them you to my food. You didn't have to stay there. You your just fault. invited yourself, and I couldn't get rid of you. Can you all bicker it in the cart while He's we're leaving? He's pulling the cart. Well, then we're not leaving till I go get food, aren't we? There'll be food at that place we're going. He doesn't have to go with us. Like It's going to be like this the entire way. You do realize that. I'm stuck with you, unfortunately, so. Well, like I said, I'm going to get food for you so I can cook something on the road. I'm taking this weird crossbow with a silver piece on it. No. And selling it. That is mine. Nope. Sell a body part or something. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's not worth that much. Actually, that is where we can agree. This body is not <laughs> worth that much gold. So that's why I'm taking this dangerous crossbow thing and selling it before somebody gets hurt with it. I can't even, like, and I'm hope f- that he would hurt himself because it wouldn't even <laughs> hurt him. And I'm going to follow the mousing to town. Okay. He might accidentally shoot the mouse. Like, Meh. Mouse kebabs. Oh, my gosh. All right. Anyway, so you guys headed to town. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to go to some sort of market. Yeah. In town? Okay. Mm-hmm. So as you walk into the market, you see a few stalls, uh, some with fresh foods and goods, uh, others with eh, probably were fresh about two weeks ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, these are your options of market stalls. Alrighty. Uh, I would like to find a tinker or somebody that can buy this weird crossbow off of me. Okay. Um, so we're going from the market district then. We're going to go to... Kind of the shop area. Okay. Well, I'm going to grab my stuff while he's... Because well, I, assume I was there, in the yeah. market area. Yeah. So. Um, that's kind of like the transgression point. Okay. Um, so you grab your stuff. It's still there. Um, although the stall has been rifled through and messed up quite a bit. Until somebody didn't get a good bargain or deal from you. That's preposterous. <laughs> it's almost like the person that bought that spoon from you is upset. Oh, well, imagine it that. It does help them dig faster. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyway, so you guys head into the uh, shop district. When you walk through here, you can see a very clear separation from the market with just simple stalls to very elaborate, beautifully designed buildings um, with signs hanging out front, written in common, which is odd for you because you know that this area does not speak common as in common from the other continents 
speaks a different kind of common dust. But these are typical common nonetheless. As you look through the signs, you do see one that does say Tinkerer. In fact, the sign says <clears throat> Gorgon's Tinkering Shop of Mag- Magical Wonder Emporium. So I'll take it there. Okay. As you walk in, and the door gives a slight creak, as it shuts, you see a gnome sitting behind a counter who presses his bifocals up. He has white hair and pale skin. He's very oldly looking. He kind of sits up. Hello! What can I do you for? Yes, I have this uh, crossbow made by a goblin, gremlin, same difference to me. Um, they see it seems to be half made, but mostly dangerous. I was wondering how much you could uh, give it. What well, kind of value you could buy it for? Well, well, bring it here and let me take a look at it. Okay, <clears throat> set it down on the counter. They kind of. See the 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 butt of it has this big silver piece, so it's got to be at least worth ten, right? He's just kind of. <laughs> we'll see. Kind of takes his bifocals off and puts a magnifying glass in, and he kind of zooms in and looks at it up and down, flips it over, kind of checks the tension. Ah. You said a goblin made this gremlin something. Uh, this is this is this is quite impressive work from such a creature. I'd be willing to pay probably around twelve gold pieces for this. Deal. Good, good. So he kind of ruffles through this coin and drops a few onto the table for you. Mm. It's uh, a pleasure doing business with. Is there anything else I can do for you? No, thank you. Well, come back again and see you soon. Right. I'm going to take my, like, 12 gold pieces, look at them, and be like, have a good day, small child. Like, turn around and walk out. I'm not a small child. As you hear, you shut the door behind you. (laughs) (laughs) Slam it shut. All right, so. Then I'm going to go to my usual vendor that sells the fresh. In the area. Yeah. Well, your usual vendor isn't one on the streets. You go to the back of a tavern, the back door of a tavern, and you knock twice, and a half-orc, large man, opens it up. What do you want? Just here to buy food. uh... Oh, Gaston! Yes. My friend. What uh, what uh, what happened to the last shipment of food you purchased? Some kobolds broke into the cave and ruined it all. Kobolds? Yeah. Aye. Those things have been getting worse and worse. Right. I suppose you need a whole new batch of it then. Yep. Right. So he kind of lumbers over. The door kind of shuts slowly behind him and you hear rustling around, and pots and pans moving, and opening and closing and cabinet doors. And uh, about ten minutes goes by, and he comes back out with a large crate. Right, it should be everything. Good. 
Figured you could use a few more spices, so I threw in some. Is uh, much appreciated. No, no, give him the twelve gold. He kind of looks it over and goes, "Hey, sure you counted right." Yeah. Last time it was only five. Yeah, I'm going on the road trip. Uh, keep the change. Much appreciated, friend. You have a safe journey. We'll see about that. My traveling companions are uh, a bit uh, questionable. Mouseling who uh, sells junk, the gremlin that likes to try to blow me up all the time, and the mysterious elf that has a friend that floats away and farts. A fart? Yes. <laughs> uh, mm. I thought I heard everything, but uh, that's a weird one to me. Is this a mouse? Yeah, this is, um, what is it, Terry? <sighs> Terrace, my name. Terrace. That was Mouse Nap. Oh boy. That's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's something Jeez. I don't like to talk about. Yeah, he talked about it all the way here. <laughs> he, he seems kind of. Hey. Oh, he's a lot of. I don't spin around in circles. No, but your brain does quite often. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You're the little mouse that Charles is after, aren't you? Selling crap in the square. I don't sell crap. Uh, you sold him a spoon <laughs> that said it would make him dig faster. It does, doesn't it? I would say not because he has a shovel. It's like, <laughs> well, that's not my problem. <laughs> uh, you better get out of town quick because Charles is looking for your head. Charles sounds like a name from somebody who shouldn't be here. <laughs> your name's Terry? Harris. Taco. Ta burrito. Are you having a problem over there? Getting in the sun too much? Don't uh, don't insult his intelligence. Uh, I'm a smart fellow. It's not a good idea. You, uh, you don't look from around here. Where are you from? Places. Places. Very descriptive that was. Yeah. Uh, right, well, I got to get back to work, so. Good day to you, Gaston, and bye, Terry. Have a good day. All right, so I assume you guys are heading back to the cave. Yep, I got nothing else to do. All right, so you head back to the cave. On the way, I'm going to sing, though. Walk into the cave, walk into the cave. I don't know the words, so I sing the same thing. And I'm going to constantly just repeat those four lines. Like <laughs> There'll be like a pause, and oh, then I'll God. sing, start it up again. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, that's happening. Um leave it to leave it to terror. Uh well, you guys get back to the cave and you I, two can clearly see well, first you clearly see Gaston rubbing his non-existent temples yeah. on his helmet. Yeah. I don't care. And then you hear the song repeating in the background. As you see the little mousing trail from behind him and come to the side and he's just walking all happy go lucky hey that's catchy did you write that yourself i did <laughs> actually i oh, sung God. it i didn't write it Gaston looks like he loves it i know he's <laughs> Do like you my have biggest any extra cloth uh probably somewhere the cobalt they they messed up my piles my organization is all screwed up now 
Right. Some people don't appreciate my organization skills. If you happen to find some, shove it in his mouth. Well. Could you invent duct tape real quick so we could duct tape his mouth shut too? Rude. Can I bolt his mouth shut? That's a good idea. I'm at yours. No. (laughs) (laughs) There's no mouth to bolt shut. It's just magical stuff happening here. You can't silence me. I like his song. Can't I think you should the sing truth. that the whole way. Can't silence the truth there, Groblin. Groblin. Gremlin. Yeah, that's what I said. It's a mixture between a goblin and a gremlin, so it's a groblin. Oh, gosh. All right, anyway, moving on. Your All right, Gassy, well, we need to get ready to go. So That's, that's his conspiracy accent. <laughs> so as you guys uh, load up the final pieces of equipment into the cart and get that last creak out, the three of you jump into the cart and you begin to pull it. <laughs> and you begin to head north. Now, for the sake of brevity and boring journey, <laughs> we're going to fast forward through this week and a half long journey. And you guys will, on the last day, see over the hill a beautiful, wonderful, chanting village where all the buildings are made of stone, two stories tall. The roofs seem to be some sort of metallic, almost gold-like material. And the gates to the city, though shut, are also beautifully crafted, adorned with two large dragon heads at the top. And they come down almost in a quail-like pattern around the pillars and the doors that are attached to them are a beautiful red laced with gold outlinings. In front, there are two guards. They are wearing full plate carrying large spears. As you approach the gate, both of their spears cross and a third guard appears. A female with long black hair and half plate carrying a large scimitar on her side. Who goes there? Uh, my name is Gaston Valjean, and these are my trusty assistants. <coughs> the person with no name, the one I don't care about, and the mouse. And these are your assistants? Yes. But you don't know their names? I don't bother with names. Besides, the elf, he won't tell me his name. You never asked my name. I asked who you were, and you said, don't worry about that. What brings you here? We have a gift for the king from a mysterious fart. The king? Emperor, whatever he is. There's no emperor here either. Right. It appears that a fart has misdirected us. Can I roll an insight? You got twelve. Twelve. Um, <clears throat> as far as you can tell, she's telling the truth. There's nobody with the title of emperor or king here. She kind of looks at you. You four aren't from around here, are you? No. What gave that away? We don't have emperor here. We have shogun. 
Cool. So you take us to him. Excuse you. <laughs> Don't interrupt the GM. We're all going to die. <laughs> Who gave you permission to speak? <coughs> Didn't realize I needed permission to speak. Yes, uh, this is a democracy, I assume. Everybody can speak when spo- you know, whenever they want to, even if they're not spoken to. True. But in manners and etiquette, you allow one to finish their sentence before rudely interrupting. Well, it seems to me there is a gap, so we're at an impasse. Please continue. Right. As I was saying, if you wish to have an audience with a shogun, you need to first request the audience and be approved for the audience. Now, what, pray tell, do you have that is so important that the shogun would want to speak to you? It's not any of your business, is it? It Excuse. does as the advisor to the shogun. Ooh, but you're not the shogun, so... Are you the advisor of the shogun? No. Can we speak to the advisor to the shogun? No. Can we speak to the advisor's advisor? (laughs) You can speak to me. Are you the advisor's advisor? I'm important enough for you to acknowledge my presence and speak to me, yeah. Can I have your name and badge number, please? (laughs) (laughs) I need to speak to your ship. Your shift supervisor. Name badge number right now. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, um, no, we have a gift from. Uh, I can't go. I can't explain anymore unless uh, the elf explains, because it's the elf's friend that gave us the box. Only the emperor is your to know what's in the box. Gave you a box. May I see this box? No, you're not the Shogun. Can I cut out his tongue? It is a free country, so do whatever you wish. Hmm. Yeah, you're not going to do that. Well, then let me see the box. No. I already said that. Are then you I have just more as to deaf as him? She starts to turn and walk away. Sweet. All right. Um, listen, uh, elf person elf who has no person. name. I have a name. Well, you haven't said it, so you're going to be elf person to me. Whatever. Anyway, there's a, in conversation, there is a bit of give and take, you know? Someone says something, you say it back. It's the same way when it comes to getting audiences with, uh, with Emperor slash Shogun. You have to kind of, you know, give and take with stuff like this. Uh, not to someone as dumb as that person was. No. It seems that uh, we have no choice. Besides, do you even know what's in there? No. Right. So how do you know it's not going to explode as soon as uh, as soon as there's no secrets at this table? <laughs> no secrets amongst friends. We went over this episode one. <laughs> it's not a secret yet. Uh, the, you know, it just seems far-fetched that we are out here doing something for somebody we don't know. and You, you just... don't know. I do. Well, then, please elaborate before we go any further. Elaborate on what? I can, on who he is, or at least what he is, and what your name is. I am confident I can get us a... Listen, Gassy, you don't need to know who I am. (laughs) That one was so (laughs) important. You just had to do. Well, I called you that earlier, but you didn't catch it. 
probably because I don't listen. <laughs> right, you could you can call me whatever you want, but I'm confident I can get us. I'm confident I can get us an audience with the shogun. But okay, you're doing a great job so far. You are going to have to answer some questions. No, listen. <laughs> She's like, no. No, listen. You get your reward for doing it, right? You get your body or whatever. Yes. That's all you need to know. You don't need to know anything else. But Deliver the box to the show emperor, whatever the heck his name is, and you get your reward. Plain and simple. You don't need to know all the in-betweens. Hey, who's talking? The hey. fuck is that? Come over here. You hear this whisper from a bush. I got something Inside that might gate. interest you. The, uh, the bushes are talking. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I was crazy. Fellow survivors, Vault 76ers, patriotic Americans, this is Lieutenant Colonel Valeria of the New Enclave. Follow our stories as our cast of characters emerge from the White Springs bunker to face an uncertain future in an Appalachia overrun with monsters. But as I always say, the wasteland isn't going to tame itself. Join us here on the Modus Files. We can be found on any Enclave sanctioned network including Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. Keep your Pip-Boys handy and listen for further instructions. Valeria out. It's bushes. It's bushes. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not bushes. I, <clears throat> my name is yeah, Galvan. Gavin? Yeah, yeah, no, Galvan. Galvan. Galvan Torfe. Okay. I, I I couldn't help but overhear your friends and you. Uh, you are seeking an audience with the Shogun, yes? Yes. I can help you with this, my friend. How could you do that? I, listen, I can do this very simply. I have an audience with him today. But you all seem like you can handle yourselves quite well. And I would hate to travel the Shogun with something so, so small, especially with his recent... Outbursts and anger. So I, I would, I wouldn't know if you, you wouldn't mind coming to help me, possibly, do this. What, uh, what exactly is your audience for? Uh, will you help me? I will tell you once you. What is with all the secrets on this place? I'm sorry. I, I just, I don't want to, you know, spread rumors and. Tell strangers it's my personal business. We are not going to tell anyone. Everybody hates us anyway. I I like you. Seems okay. like a rowdy bunch, you know. Well, you're the first one. Oh, well. So tell you what, you whisper to me. It remains a secret. Uh, Romeo persuasion. Does he always talk to bushes, little creature? I just tend to ignore him because he's just mean. Mm. Uh, 14. Angry. 14. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, yeah. Okay. That somehow, magically enough. <laughs> um, okay. Well, you might have to remove your helmet for me to whisper. You might not be able to hear me. It, trust me. I'll hear it. Okay. So he kind of waves you down his level. 
Mm-hmm. And now that he's kind of poking out of the bushes, you can see that it's it's that's another to, high elf. I'm going to like lean down to where I'm like. We well, don't have to him. lean down. He's a high elf, so he's oh. he's he's tall in height. How um, tall is he? I'd probably say about six five. Yeah, I'm like. Oh yeah, close you're like to eight, eight feet. Foot. Yeah, you're gonna lean down then. So I'm gonna lean down and like as a just to be a smartass, take my helmet off. So he's looking down into empty armor. Good gods, man! What is this? Just tell me the secret. I I don't know if I can. Are you really that scared of an empty suit of armor? So, I'm assuming after you hear the scream, you're going to walk over. Is this some sort of fiendish creation of yours? No, he's annoying as fuck. Uh, Who, who does this thing belong to, then? I Her. belong to nobody at No, all. I don't own him. He just showed up. I am my own away. person. Oh, well. Just tell him so we can get going with our day. So he kind of, like, cups his hands around the opening <laughs> of your suit. <laughs> I, I am in love. And unfortunately, I... Cannot confess my love without the permission of the shogun, as it is the princess. Then you clearly don't love her. <laughs> but if you can help me with this, I, I would be in your debt. I would grant you an audience with the shogun. I will give you my audience with the shogun. Okay. It's a simple task. I, I need you to deliver a letter for me. Okay. Nothing more. I will confess my feelings for her in this secret letter. And hopefully she will run away with me. Probably not. <clears throat> right. Um, give me the letter and I'll, in, I'll be sure that it gets uh, delivered to the proper person. Okay. So he pulls out a letter and it's ragged and torn. I'm going to take it and drop it down inside the armor <laughs> hole. It kind of tings around as it drops. Yeah. Pulls out his little butt flap. No. <laughs> what are you? What are you freaking so, Disney? Armor does not have a butt flap. It's, it's not like the old school through. cartoons where if you smack somebody hard enough on the head, they fall out the butt. That's not how this works. <laughs> how awesome would that be, though? That would be pretty awesome. I'm going to rattle it I like, can install all the way down, to, my, to, the way down to my foot. Okay. When he's asleep. I don't think he sleeps. Well, I don't okay. sleep. <laughs> Just follow my lead and I will get you into the city. Right. Then he walks up. Just, hail! And the guards kind of look him over. Looks like rain, not hail, but okay. <laughs> Sorry. And he hands some sort of document to them, and they look it over, and they look at you, him, and then they look back at you guys. And they, are, they are with me. It's no problem at all, I promise. It's a sip on misunderstanding. Uh, they are friends of mine from the south. They have Brought goods for us to distribute and sell. Though they may look odd and peculiar, I, I assure you, I take full responsibility for their <laughs> actions once we get into the city. They kind of look at each other and look back at him. Right. Just be sure they stay out of trouble. And they open the gates. You guys have free access to the city. Sorry. <laughs> I just thought of a great way to sneak into the city. Wow. 
we could take I could take myself apart and start throwing myself over the wall. <laughs> and then like the last person just like pick up the last piece and chuck it over. We could we then we could add a butt flap. All right. So on that note, you guys are entering the city. Um the Galvin looks at you and listen, whenever you are ready, just come to my store and I will let you know where to go to deliver the letter. But you have free room for now. I will see you soon. But of course you'll see us soon. We've got to do this task so I can get something accomplished. Okay. Well, if you need to know where to find me, you can find me. Like I said, that's my shop. is Galvin's Exotic Wares. Exotic Wares. Yes. yes. What, uh, what do you sell exactly? Exotic things. You know? Like, um... Uh, it's magical items, perchance. Okay, we shall see you soon then. Okay, farewell, my friends. And he takes off. So you guys have free roam of the city now. Right. Well, I've been pulling this cart for about a week, so it's your turn to uh, pull it for me, yeah? <laughs> no. <clears throat> I'd pay to see that. And I'm with that, I'm just going to walk into the city, leaving the cart behind. I'm just going to leave this cart in the yeah. middle of the I'm street. Thirsty. I've been pulling it for a week. I'm not pulling Congratulations. it a second further. Okay. I'm going to get my bag out of the cart. All my stuff. All right. I, I don't know how. And he I'm going to walk off. I don't know how he expects me to move this cart. I can't move it by myself. I'm not. You should have uh, thought of that before volunteering me. I thought you left. Screw this. I'm going to the tavern. Great, another drunken night. Hey, some of my best inventions are on a dr- from a drunken night. Yeah, some of your most dangerous ones are also on drunken nights, too. Well, you're not dangerous, so obviously I wasn't drunk. That's because a master crafted me, not you. But I fixed you. Fixing and creating are two different things. You magically just touch me and poof, I'm fixed. Mm, except for your mm. mouth. I didn't fix your to mouth. the tower. Because if I had created you, you'd have been nice. <laughs> that was... In- Oddly <laughs> enthusiastic <laughs> for Osman. Oh, that wasn't him. That was just random voice inside oh. the grandma's head. Oh, yeah. Ooh, All right. Anyway, so you guys are taking off to the tavern. Okay, so who's all going to the tavern? Me. Me. <laughs> all right. Twinsies. So as you two walk into the tavern, you see it is rowdy in here. People are running around, dancing, singing. There's a man in the corner that's playing his heart out on a lute. And there's a band behind him. Just jet jam session here. And even the bartender is getting in on this. I'm going to, like, kind of dance my way up to the bar. <laughs> yeah. This is way too <laughs> joyous for me. Oh, come on. Have some fun. Have a drink. Relax. We've had a long journey. We were, we've earned it. I'm just, I'm not dancing. I'm walking. Hello, can I help you with your something to drink? Yeah, what do you got? What's the strongest stuff you got? Ah, we got a drink from a foreign land called Dragonflame. I think I've heard of that. I want, I want to try it. It's fantastic stuff. Right, gives you a one right off the top. Sweet, so thank you. Walks over and grabs a not so clean glass and <laughs> gets. 
kind of pops the keg and pours you a glass and slides it down. And he goes, Abby, two silver. Cheers. Puts it away. Okay, I'm going to sling it back and chug it down. All right, I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw. And we all know how this goes. <gasps> Crit! Natural 20! <laughs> so, as you sling it back and you take it one big gulp, you feel warm inside. It's tingling. And, yes, tingling. <laughs> and then you... <laughs> this large flame into the air. It's very beautiful flame. It's purple and sparkly. It's very odd. And inside this flame is a... What looks like a goblinoid-type creature with this large, elaborate-designed warhammer just kind of throwing it in the air. Now, you can't really make out any sort of features. It's more of an outline. But uh, it looks like the goblin is celebrating something. And then the flame disperses as quickly as it came. Did you see that? That was awesome! It was kind of hard not to see. Well, I just want to make sure you're paying attention. You goblins always amuse me. I'm a gremlin. What's the difference? Sorry, I just don't. I can tell your skin is quite a different shade, but other than that, you look like a a goblin to me. I I don't really know the difference. Um, Gremlins are highly intelligent. Right. That makes sense, but uh, again, I don't don't quite... Can, can you just stop insulting me and give me another drink? It, sorry. Yeah. yeah, thanks. This one's on the house. Yeah. Kind of pours you another dragon flame and slings it down to you. I'm going to walk in oh, after them. Okay. Walk right up to the bar. And here's the party pooper. Okay. And I'm going to ask the bartender if, um, if they need any help, like, cooking food. Cooking food? Ah. Well... Hard to say. Um, what's your expertise? I'm a world-renowned chef. I can cook anything that uh, you want me to. Well, what's your name? Gaston Valjean. Don't seem world-renowned to me. Don't know who you are. It's impossible. I've cooked food all over this land. Yep. But well. I, my signature dish is uh, onion soup. French onion soup. Wow, that's hard. Onions, water, put it together. Boom, onion soup. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with the first time you have insulted it after I've been making it for... Yeah, I didn't say I wouldn't eat it. I just said it wasn't hard Or to make. if uh, you have fresh seafood, I am uh, quite talented at making seafood. You know, I would love to see what you can do in the kitchen with some seafood. I haven't had myself a good seafood-based dish in a long time. Let's see what you got, Gaston. Kind of waves you back towards the kitchen. All right. He says, right, this is me cook. Bulk. Yes, big, angry-looking man. Kind of. And uh, uh, where did you do all your uh, learning? Learning? No. Feeling. I feel the cooking. I am the cooking. Insert invisible, non-existent tear rolling down my cheek because <laughs> I can't feel my food anymore. 
You think you can prepare food better than me? I know I can. Well, sir, let us have ourselves a good old-fashioned duel of the chefs. To the kitchen! I thought we were in the kitchen. I mean, to... Shut up! He just kind of walks off. Mm. More of a stubborn stomp off. (laughs) But he grabs, you hear pots and pans, him shaking him around. And you guys hear this out at the uh, bar. You guys hear all these pans getting thrown around and cursing under someone's breath. I'm going to turn around and walk away. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Hey, let's go dance. You come up to my ankle. So? (laughs) That just means I can hold on to your knee. No. (laughs) It'll be fun. (sighs) So we're going to go back to the kitchen. So this is how this little mini game of ours is going to work. Okay. I'm going to ask you to make a series of dexterity saving throws. Since you are a cook, naturally, you will have advantage at these that you are proficient in. I'd like to point out, I'm not a cook, I'm a chef. So sorry, There's chef. a huge difference. So sorry. Gordon Ramsay would slap you if you heard I'm that. I'm sure he's going to hear this eventually and slap the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Love Gordon. <laughs> anyway, so you are going to get an advantage when using food that you are proficient with. Okay. So if I remember rightly, you are more of a seafood-based yes. culinary artist. Yeah. So <clears throat> while using seafood, you will get advantage. Okay. While using anything other, you will get a straight roll. And if you use anything other than seafood-based products, like meat, like beef or anything like that, you will have a disadvantage on the rolls. There will be a series of foods that we will make. And upon completion, the bartender will rate your creations. Whoever wins takes the pot. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All righty. So we're going to go to our first dish. So you've got home field advantage on this one. French onion soup. Yes. So you are going to have to first prepare your ingredients. So the pot of water and everything, that's simple. Dicing the onions. So dexterity saving throw. And I get advantage on this? Uh, No, it is not a um, uh, seafood based. Oh. So uh, what'd you get? I got a total of a 21. 21. Okay. Well, that one goes to you as you dice your onions to almost perfection. And I'd like to say you don't dice the onions. Whatever. Only slice them. (laughs) Slice them. Whatever. So you slice the onions to perfection. However, your competitor, Borg, has brutally um, just chopped them to pieces. Chopped them to pieces because I rolled a two. Mm. (laughs) Um, As he dumps his in the sauce, you dump yours after the our sauce, the water as it's all boiled. Um, then begins the sauce preparation. So, gonna have to roll a dexterity saving throw to see how well you prepare your sauce because I can't figure out anything else to do with it. <laughs> Ooh, it's just the adding of spices, by the way. Ah, oh, well, whatever. Add spices, whatever. The, the onion the and sauce. water is the sauce. All right. So to make sure you don't add too much spice. Yeah. What'd you get? That's uh, a 18. Oh, that's a tie off. So 18 for it. So you both do it pretty well. Um, after words is the serving because it's not much left to do for it. Presentation. So, presentation. 
So I need you to roll me a, oh, let's see, uh, charisma. Let's do a charisma for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a disadvantage on charisma saving? What? No. Oh. Well, what'd you get? 19. 19. You beat him. So he only got a 14. So overall, presentation-wise, taste, as, as the bartender takes a spoonful of yours, he's... Ah, oh, absolute heaven. As he takes a spoonful of Borgs, it's, uh-huh. it's uh, tastes nice, but it's, it's, the onion just isn't there kind of thing. So the first point goes to Gaston. Next dish, we're doing Lamprey a la Baudonnet, which is uh, eel cooked in wine sauce. <laughs> um, so... First thing is prepping the eel. So you're going to have to cut it, slice it, dice it, do whatever you need to do to prep the eel. Let's go ahead and dexterity that one. You get advantage because it is seafood based. Well, that is a critical. Oh, you threw that thing up in the air and you... And it just falls exactly where you want it. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautifully crafted. Um, I, however, did not get that. Uh, I got a 10. (laughs) (laughs) So first point goes to you for this one. Um, After that is all prepped, now it's time to prepare the wine sauce. Now, obviously, if anybody knows anything about cooking wine sauce, you have to be careful not to cook it too high a temperature. Don't want to burn it. Don't want to burn it. And you have to rotate it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So dexterity saving throw again. This one, normal. All right. What'd you get? It's only a 14. Ooh, I got you on this one. I got an 18. Mm. Okay. So the sauce, yours is, although edible, it's not, it burns a few times as you rotate it in the pan. And he almost expertly crafts his. Next and final is the placement together and the presentation. Presentation. So go ahead and roll me a charisma. 17. Ooh, that's a tie. So we have a tie on this dish. So both of you get a point on this dish. As he takes a bite of yours, the fish or the eel is wonderfully cut. Delicious. Sauce is, eh, it's, it's edible. It's not the best thing he's ever tasted, but the presentation was wonderful. As he takes a bite into Gorgs, Borgs, um, <clears throat> it's it's quite delicious, tasty. So, the final dish is going to be a creme brulee, which is a burnt cream custard thing, because <laughs> that's what Pinterest said. I don't know. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, just for this one because I don't really know how it's made. Just go ahead and do a general dexterity. We're going to do general dexterity twice. Let's see what we get. All right. What you got on your first one? 16. Or 16. I rolled a 16 for a total of 21. Oh, dang. All right. So you got that one. You only got a 17 total. My second one. I rolled a 19 for a total of 26. Okay. Yeah, you beat them on both. So, creme brulee is yours, baby. 
uh, if you can match the charisma so throw or presentation. Mm. So. What you got? It is a 19. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> so, <clears throat> as you expertly craft this dessert, the minute the barkeep bites into yours, absolutely amazing mouthwatering. And he fires Borg after biting into his. You see him take a bite. He takes the dish and swings it against the wall and it shatters. He says, Borg, get the fuck out of my kitchen. You're terrible. Jeez, I don't even know what I pay for. Borg gives you the bird before he leaves and <laughs> storms out and slams the door behind him. He says, seems that I am in need of a new chef. Would you be interested? I could cook for a couple days. Just a couple days? I, I just fired my chef. I need someone permanent. Well, and you make beautiful food. I told you if you need help for a night, I am your person, but uh, I'm afraid I'm only traveling through. Well, hopefully Borg won't take it too hard. Then. You have a job for me. And on that note, as you are sitting there in your gleeful disposition, the front door to the tavern swings open. And an all-encompassing aura of just dread falls upon you. I need you two to make me a charisma saving throw. 16. Okay. 16. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> So, as you are sitting there, and you turn, and this aura of dread hits you, you both turn to look, and you see a very handsome gentleman come into the bar. I call dibs. And he strolls up. Go ahead. To the two of you, and he says, my, what a absolutely charming evening we're having here, aren't we? Hmm. Yeah. Ladies. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and he kind of winks at you. And She's that, not a... He, that's not a lady! <laughs> and that's where we're going to end it. That's where we're going to end it. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> All right. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in with us. Uh, hopefully we'll catch you next week. All right. So long. Hey, everybody. It's the Almighty Crit. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it just as much as we did making it. Intro and outro are by Joseph McDade. Check them out in the link below. Fantastic music. Also, a huge shout out to the Robots Radio Rocket Club for all their support and guidance with this show and moving forward. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and check out all the other shows on the Robots Radio Network at robotsradio.net. All right, guys. See you later. New episodes released every Friday. Peace. Hi, I'm Firewriter, and I'm the host of The Pixel People, a podcast dedicated to taking a close look at our favorite characters from our favorite video games, from major characters who define the course of a game's storyline to smaller characters who you might have never noticed. Every week, we go beyond the quest line to examine a particular character's story arc and choices and discover the real-world parallels and life lessons hidden just below the surface. I hope you'll join us. You can find the Pixel People on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts.